happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you and you and you and you and you. First and foremost, um, welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. Second of all, sorry for the late link last minute. I'm so happy that you guys are joining us in the live chat. It's just a busy week, you guys. I have so much going on. Um, if any of you guys are in Arizona, I'm going to be on, in Arizona from Wednesday to Sunday covering Super Bowl stuff. So hit me up in my DMs. Um, so I've been working on that. So we're going to go with the flow this week. And as promised, we have special guest April from Holloway Legal. You guys have met her before. She's part of the family now. She is an amazing immigration attorney, as well as we talked about last week, uh, because I do not know a lot about the transgender community and all of that. April does have some experience with that. So we're going to bring her up as an expert on all of that stuff. Shout out Joslo, Dasha, Vanessa. Hey girls. Hey, uh, welcome April. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for being flexible with me today. I appreciate you so very much. Of course. I'm part of the family now. Yes, you are. <laughs> what were your overall thoughts? Hey, Rebecca girl, what were your overall thoughts of this second episode? There wasn't a whole lot that happened, but it was really nice to meet everybody and um, to almost have, like, we only have one more couple left, right? Yeah. To be introduced to. Yeah. My overall thoughts is, okay, first I'll have to say this, you guys, I know that Danielle's getting a ton of flack online. I know there's a whole Reddit post about her. I personally, if you guys haven't seen the interview that we did with her, definitely check it out on a YouTube channel. But I personally adore her. I think she's she's wonderful, a lovely lady, but I think that she's coming across as a B-I-T-C-H this season. And I'm not sure why um, she's acting the way she's acting. Because I was like, oh, my God, last week you guys were like, oh, she's really like just tearing down his hopes and dreams. And I was like, well, I didn't really feel it last week because, you know, he does want to come to America so very badly. And that's his dream. He shouldn't put that on someone else. That's how I felt. But this week I was like, this fool made a whole business. And she like poo-pooed on the whole thing. Her whole attitude was terrible. I was like, is that your husband? Because you're yeah. treating him like he's a child. Yeah. But we'll get into that. Uh, Natatat says, hi, April. Vanessa says, hi, April. Everyone's saying hi to April. Hi, April. Uh, before I forget, before I take it off the screen, you guys go ahead and take a look on where you can support the show. Bottom of your screen uh, helps make these shows happen. Uh, so if you feel led, feel free. If you don't, I understand that too. Let's get right into it, April. Yes. So we're going to start off with Danielle and Johan, right? So they get to her his family house, and she wants to table this whole conversation about the spousal visa and not applying for the spousal visa and deciding unilaterally that they're going to live in the Dominican Republic. So she doesn't want to talk about it because she's like, we're at the family home. The family loves me. Let's just like talk and deal with the family. We find out that that house that he lives in, there's 16 of them, you guys, that live in that one little house, 16. He's got his parents live there, two sisters, his brothers, 10 nephews, total of 16. What were your thoughts on that? I can completely, I disagreed when he said that every Dominican person wants to come to the U.S., but I can totally understand why he would want to and why his family would want him to, um, because that could, you know, provide a lot of financial support for them. 
Yeah, I, and that's part of one of my notes was, so yes, I get that the family loves her. The family loves her because she, she has been sending money and she does pay for everything. And so, you know, we talked about swanky, swanky panky, that whole thing, right? You meet the guy yeah. and not only are you providing for him, but you're providing for his entire family. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she, in my mind, and you guys don't come for me, I'm just saying, like, I'll say it this way instead. I feel like they look at her like she's the great American savior and that can be a dangerous place to be, right? Because she can, she can then start to resent him, which is what I think is starting to happen right now. Or they can get upset when she finally does say no to some request for money. Um, But maybe a part of what she's doing and she just hasn't said it out loud yet, is to see how much he really wants her. Mm-hmm. No possibility of relocating to the U.S. Maybe that's a part of what she's testing for. It's possible. It's possible. I I think that it should have been a conversation, though, before she came down there, for sure. And so... <clears throat> the family is excited to have her there and... and they support his dream to live in the US and he says him and his family are and every Dominican wants to live in the US. And you know, April, you just said I don't know if every single Dominican wants to live in the US, but I do know that we've talked a lot about it on our show here, where you know, there have been some past Dominican Republic men who have been problematic yeah. and have used their partners to come to the U.S. And so the 90-day franchise doesn't have a great track record with uh, the Dominican Republic men. Right. Well, the U.S. doesn't have a good track record with the Dominican Republic. It's one of the high fraud countries. Is for, for Yeah. Um, and it happens because... The typical situation that happens is that someone gets married. It's usually a guy that marries a woman um, and then arrives in the United States. They get divorced. And then that guy marries someone else from the Dominican Republic. And then it will later come out that he already had a child with this person or they considered themselves in a free union previously, um, something like that. I mean... That's exactly what happened with Luis, right? Luis, he got married as soon as he left um, Molly. He got married like right away. And that was weird. Cause I was like, how did you already find a, a wife? That was like mm-hmm. a couple of months. And, you know, Pedro, I know I haven't dropped the T yet, but Pedro, y'all, Pedro is doing the most right now. And he played the long game as far as I'm concerned. Cause yeah, they were together for what, six, seven yeah, years. Yeah. But listen, y'all, listen, he has moved on and he had been moved on. I'm going to leave it at that actually right now because it's it's part of my my news and gossip. I have uh, a girlfriend who married a Dominican guy the same day that he took a picture outside with his citizenship certificate. He changed his status on Facebook to divorced. See? I, 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 so, the, so when you say that... that from a legal standpoint, the high, they're one of the highest fraudulent groups. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So let's hope that this is not a thing in this situation with Johan and Danielle. And perhaps you were right. Perhaps she's testing the waters. Let me see if this man loves me for me. Let me see if he's going to work hard and not make me pay for everything. And let's see if he wants to stay here, because our, which is what I've been saying. Love is love. 
So if you love the person, you can live anywhere if you guys are together, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So um, one of the things that I thought was a little snooty and hoity-doity of Danielle is that she's like, okay, we're going to spend this first night at the family house. Um, but because the place is packed and there's no air conditioning, it makes her cranky and she gets mean. And so they're going to check into a hotel the next day for the rest of their stay until they find a place for her to rent. So when she comes back, she has an apartment. I was like, okay, but I mean, there's 16 of you. Is 17 going to be a big deal? You know what I mean? <laughs> like 16, 17. Um, Natatap has a question for you. Hey, April, is Nigeria or the Dominican Republic more fraud? Nigeria is higher only because the population is higher. There you but go. They're, they're both up there. There you go. They're both up there. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. It's, it's the, the demographics are different for Nigeria as well. It's, um, the, I mean, you already know this. It, mm -hmm. it tends to be like older white women. Mm -hmm. At, whereas for the Dominican, it, it tends to be women. At U.S. citizen women yeah. who are bringing an, a male immigrant yeah. to the United States. Um, it does happen the other way, but it's more often that way. And then for Nigeria, it's more often an older white woman who's marrying uh, a Nigerian man. There you go. Answers your question, Natatat. So... Um, <clears throat> So here's what I thought was interesting. Uh, Johan tried to buck up a little bit, right? So he said, you know, we're not going to live here forever. We're going to move to New York City. But for now, you know, we'll stay here in the DR. And if everything works out and we don't struggle financially, then, and we're doing well here, then we can stay in the DR. Um, but Danielle's like, you know, I don't want to live my New York life. She wants to... Um, so there's no need to move. And one of the things April I think is interesting about Danielle is that she continues to make it seem like New York is the only state in all of America. Yes, absolutely. I mean, like when I was looking at places I wanted to live, I looked at New York, I looked at the median salary for the job I was doing at the time. And I was like, nope, that won't work for me. I'm going to move to Washington, D.C. where it would be more sustainable. And she's not considering that at all. She's a teacher. She could teach anywhere. So why isn't she considering that? Also, when she talked about how the house um, is so is smaller and there's a lot of people and she gets cranky, she only talked about how that made her feel. How about how that makes other people feel and sympathizing with Johan and his family wanting to find some upward mobility? But she just said, it makes me cranky. I'm going to a hotel. But that's how I felt her whole vibe was. Like her whole vibe was, I, and I hate to say this because you guys are going to, I know you're going to come for me, but... <clears throat> Oftentimes, especially in travel, Americans have a really bad um, reputation because you guys come out guns a blazing, you know, looking for your Targets and your Walmarts and your McDonald's. And because it's not the way you're used to living in America, all yeah. of a sudden everything's an issue and it's so inconvenient for you. And I mean, I'm going to say it now, but it's it's my the line of the century. The line of the century, it's. Danielle says, in my country, they're not outside unrefrigerated. And um, Johan says, we're not in your country. Yes. And that was the line. That should be the tagline for everything 90 Day Fiance. For the Americans, we're not in your country. Exactly. That's why we're when I travel, I pretend, from, I pretend to be from anywhere else when I travel. 
And I personally hate that because a lot of Americans tend to pretend that they're Canadian, like myself. And then they, you guys give Canadians a bad rep because you're running amok and we don't act like y'all. And meanwhile, you got the Canadian flags on your luggage and on your backpacks. And I'm like, this fool is, where, where in Canada are you from? And then they can't even name a city. I'm just like, you know what? Stop it. Don't get specific, but it's it's hard because like no matter even if I say that I might get away with it for a little while, especially if I am speaking Spanish in that particular place. But you get pegged for American no matter what. There's just some mannerisms that are really hard to get rid of. So <laughs> it comes, it, like, even, I think I'm a conscientious person, but even me, it comes out sometimes. You know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> we we can spot y'all from a mile away. I yeah, it happens. Uh, Sometimes I feel it like rising up in me, and I'm like, oh no no no, shove it back down, shove it back down. But <laughs> it comes out. <laughs> it comes <laughs> out. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I feel like uh, Johan is playing. Why am I blurry all of a sudden? Weird. Yeah. Anyways, um, I feel like Johan is playing the long game. I think he's going to try to pacify Danielle for now, but ultimately he is going to be putting his foot down and be like, we're going to New York City. Now, here's the thing I think is crazy is that he still doesn't know that she hasn't filed for the spousal visa. Now, you talked about it a little bit. She can still file from yes. the Dominican, right? Yeah, she can. And she should go ahead and do that because it's going to take, you know, maybe a, um, a year, a year and a half mm -hmm. for it to process. So she might as well go ahead and file that um, first portion. So it, just in case you don't know, the first part is the I-130, which is the petition. That's just to establish that it's a real bona fide marriage for love, mm -hmm. not for the purpose of immigration. Mm -hmm. And then after that is approved, then you move on to the consular interview step, which is going to be another, for the Dominican Republic, another six to eight months right now, uh, based on how they're giving out interviews. Oh, so um, she needs to get the ball rolling. Yeah, she, she does. And she, she, she actually said, like, you know, I'll need this information for the future when I made the 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 reel about her applying. But that's what I would do. I, a lot of people do that if they have the financial ability to do it. If you're getting married to someone who lives in another country, they'll go ahead and submit the petition here in the U.S. and then move to that other country while they wait for it to be approved. And then in the second part of the process, the consular interview, all they have to do is establish intent to return to the U.S. Okay. And it's pretty easy. If you're a U.S. citizen, you can pretty easily establish you have your bank accounts, you have a job offer, you have a place where you're going to live, at least for a mortgage. It's pretty It's not that difficult. This is this weird. It's, it's making me feel crazy. While I figure it out, Renee says, I didn't know that. Now I need to get my Canadian stickers for the next time I travel. Thanks for the tip, Linda. See, that's how y'all roll. See, see, that's how y'all roll. That is a that part. Renee, it Renee. doesn't work in France though, because they will ask, they will talk to you in French, and I only speak Spanish. So oh my gosh. Yeah. So funny story. I just told this story yesterday. So 
Um, as you guys know, I talk with Gio quite often. And so I was talking to Gio and we were on speakerphone and my neighbor um, was walking by with his dog, or he's going to take his dog on a, a walk. And <clears throat> my neighbor is from, um, where did he say he was from? Brussels. Right. And so he's talking to me and I was like, are you from France? He's like, oh no, I'm from Brussels. And I was like, oh, tu français? And he's like, oui, je parle français. And I, we had this whole conversation. Now, Gio, you guys, live chat, y'all know how Gio acts. Gio says, what is that gibberish you're speaking? <laughs> now, you, first time he talked to me, he told me that, you know, I sounded funny for a black girl. And then now, the second time now, he's like, what is that gibberish? I'm like, it's it's French. He's like, oh, I didn't think Black people spoke French. I was oh like, you God. know what? Come on, Gio. Gio. <laughs> I love him. I love him. What is that gibberish? All right. So in this episode, we finally uh, get to meet Nicole and dive into her situation a little bit. Uh, so one of the things I thought was interesting is she's living in Los Angeles. That's why she's having such a huge culture shock because, you know, LA um, and specifically she's in the Los Feliz area. So she's, you know, very trendy. I'll say that. <laughs> and now she's like, and and one of the things I think is interesting about her, hey, midwife Crystal, hey girl, hey, is that, okay, so let's just get into her story because I just think it's crazy. So um, first of all, I thought it was funny that, April, have you been to LA at all? Yes. Okay, so where they took her, her opening picture, that's like the water basins of LA and that's like where all the dirty water moves through. So I was like, oh, that's that's a really weird place for <laughs> to introduce her, but okay. Um, so that was the first thing. And then the second thing that was so like uh, aspiring artist is that she delivers food and she resells clothes. She's originally from Council, Idaho, which is a small little town in Idaho. Um, but she wanted more, she said, out of her life. So uh, she traveled for like 10 years and then she finally settled in L.A. She went to FITM um to study fashion but then got into the fashion industry didn't really like it so she decided that she was going to study meditation and spirituality did all that went on some and i don't know where they find these places april but she found some online dating meditation and spirituality website um and went on a solo trip to egypt and she had done other solo trips and on her very last day of her trip she met Mahoud in the fabric store, which I have questions about. What was he doing in the fabric store? <laughs> Obviously, like, it is like, what what was the situation there? Because you guys didn't explain it, and like, I have questions, but I'll leave it there. Um, they exchanged social medias. They ended up hanging out that night, and uh, they hung out the next day before her flight. Apparently, it was all love and glory. She went back to LA, they kept in contact and five days back in LA. So just five, so she spent, I'm gonna give her 24 hours total. She spent half a night and half a day with this dude. Flies all the way back to America, talks to him for five days, 
and he asks her to marry him. So then what does she do? Seven days later, she flies back to Egypt to marry him. Now, you guys who watch me all the time, you guys know that I'm about to go off, right? Because I think <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing you could ever do. But let's hear April's version before I go off. <laughs> so the first thing I was thinking listening to her entire life story is trust fund baby. Because how are you doing all this? Where's the money coming from? First layer trust fund baby, in fact, because you have no focus. Um, and then the second thing I, I have to remind myself of is I can't judge people for making these kind of decisions um, because I met somebody and moved in with them two days later. So, <laughs> and it was great. It was a wonderful time. We had a lot of fun. But this is like, I was younger. I was younger, okay. And she's how old? 38. She's, th yeah, she's too old for these games. I'm going to judge it. I'm going to judge it because you know what? I don't understand it. So y'all can come for me. It's all good. But I'm going to tell you, this is a terrible idea. She's making terrible life choices. I already told you guys, how are you going to get in a whole full on marriage when you don't know anything about your sexual preferences with this man? You don't, you obviously know his religion is different than yours. So you guys going to talk about that. Do you want kids? Does he want kids? Does he expect you to want kids? And let's not just talk about your biggest issue is what you wear and how you should cover yourself. Do you not know anything about his culture and his religion? No, she doesn't. Okay. And then the whole money situation. So what are you going to do when you get out there? And do you expect him to provide? And does he know that you expect him to provide? And also too, did, where's your family? Where are your friends? How are you guys not all having these conversations? So yeah, I'm judging it 100% because it makes no sense. You spent literally, and I'm, I'm being generous, 24 hours with him. Yeah. And then so, is there no red flag? Is there no red flag? Have we not learned from what's his face? The other Egyptian dude who totally fleeced, uh, why can't I think of her name? What's this dude's Eve? name? Was it Eve? Um, yeah, Eve. Muhammad. Muhammad? Yeah. Did we not learn from Muhammad? Did we not? No, no, she did not learn from Muhammad because this all happened before Eve, didn't it? Because she's she's been back in the States now for two years. I'm just saying. Yeah, but but just overall, no, it was not a good decision. And then she learned, she went and married him and learned they weren't compatible in real life, but wants to try again. But nothing's <laughs> changed. Which is crazy. So the other thing that I thought was interesting is that so now she's at the flea market, at the Pasadena flea market, walking around with an open bottle, a, a can of beer, which I mean, unless it's the Rose Bowl, I don't even think that that is a thing in L.A., but I, I mean, what do I know? So she's talking to her friends and telling her friends that um, after two months of being in Egypt, she hated it and she had to go back to the U.S. Okay, so you were there for two months. You hated it. All you did was fight. You blocked the dude. And now you decided that you're going back. Canceled his visa. Lost all your money on that, which probably doesn't matter because I think she's a trust fund kid. But um, but nothing's changed. Like They have the conversation. And he still feels the same way. He still wants to control how she dresses. She, in this past two years or so, has not learned any of his language. 
So what's going to be different? So she felt isolated because she didn't speak the language. What's going to be different? That part. And you made no effort to, to learn the language. And you've made no effort to really understand the culture. Because why are you still having the conversations about what you can and cannot wear? If you're yeah. not cool with it, then maybe that's not the place for you. Exactly. All right. We're moving on to Chris. Chris. <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris. Okay. So you guys, I, I'm just reading a lot about the new cast members. And so what I'm saying is just from what I'm reading, these are not my own receipts. You guys know when I'm telling you real tea, I'll tell you it's my real tea. But the word on this internet streets is that she's not, and I, and I hate to say it because who, who am I to talk about someone else's health issues? Okay. But so she's saying that she is, uh, she has narcolepsy. And then we find out in the preview for next week that she also gets night terrors. But the internet streets are saying that uh, it's not that. They're saying it's heroin. Oh, okay. Well, And they're saying part of addiction is, um, you know, when they leave. And, you know, I watch all the true crimes. That part I think is true where, where they go missing for a couple of days and then come back. They go missing for four days and come back. Mm -hmm. And so that history uh, of that, as well as, you know, passing out where they like not overdosed, but you know, when like they put the needle in and they close their eyes and they're all like, whatever, whatever. High. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true, but that is what everyone is saying in the internet streets. So. She calls Jamie on FaceTime. They're both excited to, to finally meet in real life. Don't forget they're getting married in like nine days, which is, again, another red flag for all of us. Um, everyone thinks they're rushing, but they don't care because allegedly they're soulmates. And again, you guys know how I feel about that. You haven't met in real life. How is that your soulmate? How is that your soulmate? You haven't even met her. Just like the friend said, y'all don't even know if you have sexual chemistry because you can look up. Listen, you guys, all this lighting is beautiful lighting. Skin aglow, all the things. Not that I don't have bad skin, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you haven't seen me in real life. I could be a hot friggin' mess. I could have 10 filters like Darcy. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you haven't seen me in real life, then I don't even know what you're talking about. <sighs> or like Chris's partner said, like, what if she doesn't like my height? All of it. Like anything could happen. I haven't heard a compelling reason why they must get married in nine days. I understand why Gabe is rushing the marriage because he only has 93 days left on his visitors for visa for this year. Mm -hmm. But I haven't heard any compelling reason why Chris must get married in nine days. Oh, you know what? That and they're both going to Colombia, right? Yeah, they're both going to Colombia. Hmm. That's interesting. That's actually a really good argument. So I'm going to pop her up because I just had questions because she had a lot going on while she was going to the airport. So she's on her way to the airport. She has this houndstooth jacket on. And then she had this rainbow skirt, this white T-shirt. She had this blue headband. And then she had like a thousand um, scrunchies on her arm and like a bunch. I don't know. There was a lot going on. And she's she even talked about how she's never left America before. Not ever. You guys, she's never left America. And she's going to have such a hard time. Yes, she is. You know, take a take a road trip to, uh, I mean, 
I don't know. Go to Ensenada or 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 take a flight to where is she where is she again? She's in Alabama, right? Yeah, what's close to Alabama? I don't know. What's uh, Georgia on the one side and Mississippi or Louisiana on the other side. I get them mixed up. Which I don't know, going. but like you have never left all of them. I don't know. This is you're going to be in a culture shock, and I feel for you because this is a not only are you leaving the country for a first time but you're leaving the country to marry someone that you've never met like oh what could go wrong it's too many things so too many things so here's the first right so her son Dayton or no wait Dane 18 is driving her to the airport with her daughter Star and her mom now you see in this picture how she's got all these scrunchies and all of that stuff right in the next edit she also has like wristband, like wristbands on. Oh, she's covering up track marks. I'm just saying. I'm just saying between the the scrunchies all all here, and then now your wristbands. That's what the streets are talking about. Wow. That's what the streets are talking about. Um, midwife cake. Yeah. Begetch says those scrunchies yes. uh, were to hide be beetle needle tracks. Um, and so I don't know, you guys, if it's true, if it's not true, if it is, it, that's really sad. But all the signs are pointing in that direction. Um, so, yeah, first time leaving the country ever. And uh, she's having a hard time saying goodbye to her kids, but she feels like her kids are grown. So it's time to focus on herself and her happiness. Um, she gets to the airport. Mom's like, I love you. I'm going to miss you. Uh, she starts crying and the kids are just looking at her. Her kids were not impressed. You see how Star just looked at her, said bye and walked out. I was like, oh, they are not even feeling any of this, which, you know, I can't be mad at them. Moving on to Gabriel. So Gabriel, uh, we meet his mom, Marie, for the first time. And she looks young. Because if he's 32, I mean, she looks young. I don't know how old she is, but she looks really good. I thought so, too. Uh, the mom's behind him 100%. <clears throat> uh, if he feels like she's the one, then the mom's like, cool. I, I totally support your decisions. And so Gabriel has this time pressure, April, that we talked about a little bit because he's only permitted, he said, 180 days per calendar year in Colombia. He's already used half of those days. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and why that is? Visitors sure. Yeah. So even um, when you're leaving the U.S. and traveling on your blue passport, a lot of people think that we are not having to get a visa. What it's, it's a visa on entry. So you are applying, once you go to that counter, you are applying for a visa and they stamp your passport with the number of days that you're allowed to stay in that country. And they do dock you for each time that you come in the same country during a year. I mean, it's it's a little bit at the officer's discretion. Mm -hmm. um, usually anytime that I would go to Mexico before, it's 180 days, 180 days, no matter how many times I was going there. But because they had so much trouble with people coming and overstaying during COVID, they started to get way more strict about that. And to the point where at one of my entries, it was like two weeks. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so Columbia, I think, is also getting a little bit more strict about how long people stay because it hurts their own. This is going into something else, but it hurts their, it hurts their own infrastructure to have too many um, expats living in certain places. And, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
without having to pay any kind of rent to the government or anything. Mm -hmm. So he has 93 days left that he can lawfully stay in Colombia, and he doesn't want to jeopardize his opportunity to get residency by marriage. So once he gets married, then he's going to be able to apply for his residency? Correct. Okay. Now this, again, you guys, I don't know a lot about um, the transgender community and, and what are, so what are the laws with getting married? So like, is he like, would there be different laws? Like, is he, so he's, he's considered male 100%. Yeah. Gay situation is different than a lot of people's because all of his identity documents say male. There's no discrepancy. He's had his, his driver's license, his reissued birth certificate, everything says male. So the Colombian government has no reason to look at his documents and think anything different is going Got on. It. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It would be different for someone else who, if they live in a state where they're not allowed to do that, it would be different. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. So we also meet uh, his significant other, Isabel who's 34. She is playing the air guns with her two kids. And I had to make this note in the apartment that Gabriel has rented for them <laughs> while Gabriel is not there. I thought mm-hmm. that was a little interesting. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that she has two kids, uh, Sarah 16, Miguel 11, by two different baby daddies. One was her high school sweetheart and one was an older sugar daddy. Uh, they didn't say that, but I mean, I put two and two together. Uh, neither of those relationship worked out, but she does have a loving relationship with her two kids. So then she met Gabe and she felt like everything was different uh, because Gabe is always happy, joking, dancing, had good energy. And uh, he just made her happy. What were your thoughts on all of that? I appreciate that she feels like she's in a safe and happy relationship. Mm-hmm. I think she is. She She's one of the few people that we've seen, I think, that is genuinely happy with someone who's also providing her a financial benefit. Got it. Not having to like, like I was thinking about Himena. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm like, she's having to stomach Mike's awful behavior because her family really needs that money. Yeah, Mike's Mike's terrible. Yeah, but it seems like... um, this situation, she actually actually likes him and is treating been being treated well by him. Question for April: <clears throat> If Gabe gets married within the ninety four days, will he have to leave after ninety four days if he doesn't have his residency by then? I don't know how Colombia treats unlawful presence, um, so it might be that just as long as he gets married in that time frame, that they can apply and it, it's going to be fine. Um, I think that the U.S. is one of the places that has the harshest unlawful presence issues. Um, Spain, I'm familiar with. The unlawful presence doesn't matter. Um, France is kind of strict, too. Um, but, yeah, I I, it, I think that Colombia is not going to be as strict as the U.S. about that. 
Perfect. I think he just doesn't want to jeopardize his ability to get proper documentation. Because remember, he's also trying to do business out of Columbia. That part too, right? Because he sources uh, for his business out there as well. So right. I'm sure he's trying to do everything uh, the right way. So, um, so Isabel meets Gabe and everything is different. And what we find out as well is that she has a great relationship with her daughter, Sarah, as well as Gabe has a great relationship with her son, Miguel. So everyone kind of is getting along. Um, <clears throat> Sarah, the daughter, right? Cause we start to see a lot of wisdom in the kids on 90 day fiance for some reason. And Sarah is going along that path as well. She's like, you know, my mom's exes have tended to be sexist and rude. So she's never had a good relationship with them, but she does really like Gabe. I uh, wanted to talk and the, the chat is talking about uh, it as well. Um, <clears throat> so Gabe shared that he's been on testosterone for eight years. And he posts about his surgeries on his social media. Uh, the picture on the far left is him just beginning the testosterone. And the far right is um, him eight years into the testosterone. April, can we talk about that part first? And the yeah. second part, uh, in one of the videos, and the live chat is, is, is talking about it as well. Um, did you notice like he showed his muscles on his thigh legs and it looked like there were skin grafts there yes okay people want to know what that is <laughs> well. um so the skin it so gabe has had a full transition he's had a full surgery um so he has a penis um and that skin has to come from somewhere um and they're going to prefer to use skin that actually has hair follicles on it Oh, um, so yeah, that's, that's, he didn't explain exactly what happened, but that's my assumption of what's happening there. Um, so, oh, so, okay. So would he have to like, would they say like, don't shave or whatever? Like, I don't know. I know that sounds so stupid of me, but like, would they say like, don't shave your thighs and then they, they do the grafting with the hairy legs? Like, Yeah. If the grafting works properly, the skin, it stays alive. Oh. Um, and so it can continue to, you know, grow. Right. You don't want dead skin transferred. Um, and they're using hairy skin so it can approximate the way that a penis would naturally. Got grow. it. Okay. Yeah. And then the testosterone part. Yeah, so just in case you've never seen testosterone, yeah, my light's crazy. There we go, testosterone. Is that a spray? It's it's a gel. Oh. oh, you can't see it at all, can you? Not really. Let me see. Do I have anything better? I can put it on. I can put it on something darker. Okay, that didn't help either, but it's a gel. Okay. <laughs> um, and the way my son does it is you put the gel on your forearm. Mm -hmm. um, and the dosage is, this one is 1.6%, but you mm -hmm. get your blood work done every three months to see what dosage you need to be on for whatever you and your doctor have decided is the right level for you. Forever? Um, well, you can, you can, depending on what your, what is it that you're, you're wanting. So your testosterone is going to increase your facial hair. 
Um, it's going to increase your pectorals and like your breasts will go down um, if that's what you're wanting. And your face shape is going to get a little bit more angular uh, on testosterone. So depending on like what you want your end results to be will dictate how long or whether or not you ever use testosterone. Some people choose to never go on it. Um, and then you can decide, you know, that you don't want to do it anymore. Gabriel actually has a video on his YouTube um, where he talks to someone that is, is what they call detransitioning. So the person had been on testosterone for many, many years and then decided that they wanted to come off and move into more of a, a back to what they originally looked like more than what they had grown into. Um, and it's because some people feel like when you're transitioning that you have to look like you have to be able to blend into what is typically considered male or female when you're transitioning. But honestly, you, you, you don't. You know, and so when people become more accepting of I can look however I want, I don't have to fit a stereotype. They may choose not to use testosterone anymore Got or it. to never use it. Got it. Thank you for sharing. I just learned a whole bunch of new stuff <laughs> again. Yeah, um, it's a lot. It's uh, let me tell you, I was not prepared for this as a parent. Um, the thing is, like, when you think that you're the authority and that you're going to guide your child through everything, and when you end up having a kid, or I'll take you for me, I end up having a kid who's having feelings that I don't understand and I don't know anything about. And the first thing that I felt was just really out of place because I'm the authority of nothing. I can help you with nothing. So just in one day, I'm suddenly nobody. That's how I felt. Mm -hmm. And what, and, and, how long did it take you to not feel that way? Honestly, I woke up feeling that way probably for six or seven months. It was like I would wake up and forget. And then having the realization over again would knock me out or having some kind of experience where I have to speak up for you, but I don't know anything about what's going on. So like this started when Taylor was in high school in ninth grade. And so now I have to, I'm your parent. I want to be a good parent. I have to speak up for you about being able to use the bathroom at school. I have to speak up for you about being able to change clothes for PE. And I have no idea what I'm doing. So I just felt like off kilter for, for months and having to read and read and read. And the, the funny, not funny thing about it was when Caitlyn Jenner came out, I literally said to myself, I don't care what other people do. I don't have to learn anything about that. Blissfully unaware mm. that I would have to learn something about it. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate it because I think that as we continue to all grow and educate one another, I just feel like we can all come from a place of love and understanding. And I think the more you know, uh, the easier it is for you to um, just be open and accepting and happy and, and spread more love. Yeah. Uh, Slycat said, interesting. I didn't know that last part, April. Great info. Thank you. I think the most important thing that I learned through this process of meeting other parents was that transgender kids have a very, very high rate of, I don't know if you want to do trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, let's do a trigger warning right now, you guys. We're not, yeah. So trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. 
Um, transgender children have very high rates of suicide. Um, and we actually dealt with that in Taylor's high school peer group. And so it is very, very important that even if you don't understand something, that you try to be supportive and try to read because whatever happens on the other side, you want your child to be alive. Oh, that just like, I, I'm such a soft heart. Now I'm gonna start crying. So um, Rebecca says, thanks so much for sharing April. You're an awesome mom. And Lisa said, April, best of luck to you and Taylor. Thank um, you. Yeah, you guys, just be kinder. If you don't understand it, ask. And if, and especially if you don't understand, don't jump to conclusions, right? Because you just never know what's going on with someone and you don't know what's going on in their life and in their families. And and that is just so sad to me. I didn't actually really know that. So Yeah, I, I actually, um, Sly Cat asked when I go to therapy, yes. Yes, she did. Yes, because yes, I, I did not know anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I've seen enough of how parents can unintentionally damage their children by trying to, um, to, to be supportive or being unsupportive and doing things the wrong ways. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that I did everything right. Yeah um at all like time will tell exactly what i did wrong yeah um, but i didn't want to have to work out my issues with my child i wanted yeah. to work out my issues separate and apart and then try to be a parent yeah but it felt it felt very off i felt very off kilter a lot of days i was walking around feeling like a zombie because i suddenly i just didn't feel like a parent anymore for a long time i just felt like in a haze of, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I mean, thank you for sharing. Cause that, all of that, all of that is, is going to touch someone and educate someone, including myself. Um, so thank you for sharing your story and thank you for sharing your journey with us. Because like I said, the more we know, the more we can continue to spread love. Yes. Um, so we talked about the testosterone uh, part and what that looks like. April, again, thank you for sharing that part with us. Um, what we didn't know is that, so Isabel and her daughter, Sarah, did, which I would probably do myself as well, but they did the deep dive on yes. social media to see who who is this Gabriel dude? Like, what is he really talking about? All the things. So she actually knew that he was transgender before he told her because mm -hmm. he shared his whole life, right? And, and you know, you guys, I, I encourage you, especially y'all who say you're in love with someone that you've never met, go ahead and look at their social media presence, go ahead and look at their online, Google that shit, because you literally don't know them. Like taking it back to Chris, I'm telling you right now, I said it last and first episode, I'm gonna say it again. Um, Jamie is problematic, I can't figure it out. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is, but Jamie's problematic. And I did my deep dive. She just gone on social media, which makes it that much more a little suspect. Uh -huh. So you all who's doing all this online dating and you guys don't know each other, but that's my boo and my love. And I... If there's any suspect situations going on where you don't, they don't have a track record online, that may not be their name. 
that may not be who they are. So for you to pick up and go ahead and do the whoop, the whoop, the whoop, that's a red flag and that's on you. And I'm going to come and talk about it. And I'm going to talk about you. So go ahead and do your homework first. I will say, share this. I won't say who it is, but let me see if I can find it because I laughed April. I was like, oh, I finally, I finally did some good in the world. <laughs> what did you do? I'm going to tell you why. Let me see if I can find <laughs> it. I finally did some good in the world. Um, this, I think her name uh is it this one yes okay so i'll just call her liz so liz says answering your question of the day so i was about to april listen to this i was about to marry dot 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 yes marry a guy i've only known for three months it was an online relationship that i only spent three days with this person I was thinking, oh my God, I'm so in love, dot, dot, dot. Now I know I was only vulnerable since I'm fresh out of a five-year toxic relationship. Long story short, Linda, you absolutely saved my life. <laughs> Why? Why did I save her life, you guys? Because the topics you say we should always discuss, sex, money, religion, children, you know, all that, she said. And I ended up dumping him. Couldn't go through with it. Oh, and he was a foreigner anyways. Thanks, Linda. See, <laughs> I did some good in the world. I'm trying to tell you those four things are, if they're deal breakers, you can't be, you can't be like, hey, I want to have sex every single day. And you'd be like, oh, I don't like to have sex. Like Jamie says, she doesn't like having sex with men. Y'all mm -hmm. aren't going to be compatible then. So yes, thank you. I want to know what they do talk about. Nothing. What do, these, what do they talk if they're on the phone? Like, remember how Memphis said that her and Hanza were always like on the, what do you, what are y'all talking about? They're not talking about anything. Remember when Memphis was in the shower, she put a shower cap on and they did sexy, sexy time. And she so that, that's, 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 that's it. That's Y'all ain't talking about the real things. I just want you to know that when I moved in with that guy after two days, we talked about sex, religion, money, and <laughs> see, and I didn't even know you back then. <laughs> I am, I am, I'm doing, I'm doing my purpose in the world. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I tell you. Okay, so, um. She saw all of his uh, social media, and one of the things that I thought was important, and I and I feel like I this is something I did know. So I think it's always important to be open and honest in any relationship. Doesn't matter like who, what, where you are. And so I give Gabriel props for saying, "Hey, listen." immediately in this relationship, I want to be honest with you that I'm transgender and all the things, even though. Isabel already knew it was important for Gabriel to have that conversation with her. Do you agree, April? I do agree. Do you know that some people are interpreting that he did not tell her immediately? Oh. Yeah, I was listening to um, the E with, it's Melicia. Uh-huh. Um, and she interpreted that her finding out on his Instagram, meaning that some time had elapsed, and that he did not tell her immediately. That is not what happened. 
That is not what happened. I just want you guys to know that is not what happened. So I didn't think that's what happened either, but that's how she interpreted it. And some people in the comments were agreeing. And I was like, hmm, maybe they saw something I didn't see. No, what my understanding is that as soon as they met, Isabel went on his social media and that's how she found out. But that did not preclude them having the conversation. So it would be like this. I, okay, so I went out on Friday night, okay? And I went out with Tom. But I knew I was going to go out on Friday with Tom. So I researched on Thursday everything about Tom. Mm -hmm. And I found out that Tom is a vegan. So by Friday, I suggested some vegan restaurants because I knew Tom, through his social media, was a vegan. That's exactly the same thing, but different. Mm -hmm. You guys get my point. And by the way, there was no time and he was not vegan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Um, Gabe is saying, Gabe told said he told her on the second day, not as soon as they met. But he never said that. Okay. What I'm saying is that. I think it's important if you think you're going to be in a relationship with someone that you have those conversations early. I still think that Gabe told Isabel in an appropriate manner. I don't think that if I meet you today, April, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I meet you today and I don't know if I'm going to be spending any time with you tomorrow, I don't have to divulge anything to you because you're someone that's blowing in the wind. We might have a great time. We might party because they met at someone's house. They were all partying, but they hit it off. And that's why he's like, oh, I think this might go somewhere. I'm about to tell her. What are your thoughts on that, April? I think that some people would have a difference of opinion only because that night that they were kissing. Mm -hmm. And some people would say that he should have divulged before any kind of kissing took place. Um, I would disagree with that. I would, you know, say the second day was fine, but some people will say before anything physical happened, there should have been a disclosure. I could see that point of view too, because I know I do watch all the true crimes and, and that was actually um, a case that happened um, in the Pacific Northwest. So yeah, I'm gonna have to think about it because I can see both sides of that now. So, and then somebody like him who's completely transitioned might feel more insulated from that versus someone who's not completely transitioned. Um, but, you know, we see it a lot the other way where it is men who are with transgender women. And then when they find out, they get violent because they felt like they should have been told before anything physical happened. Yes. And that, unfortunately, there's a lot of that. So I'm like, I'm, now I'm trying to think, what do I think? What do I think? Okay, let me think about it and get back to you, but because I might be tending to lean now towards, because I think that being physical with someone is a very, it's obviously a very intimate uh, thing to do. And so do you, should you have to divulge before you get physical with someone? I, I think I, I think I'm going to agree with that a little bit. But I'm going to sit on it because I never actually thought of it that way, which is interesting because when I watch the true crimes, I'm like, they should have said something. They should have said something immediately. But I don't know. 
Well, because you can't gauge what the other person's feeling might be. Like in this case, she went to his social media and said, you know, I see that he's transgender before he was anything to me. And she didn't feel like betrayed by it. Um, but another person might have. And if you, if you're in a community where if most of the people that you're around are going to be queer friendly anyway, it's probably easier to just take that leap. But if you're not in that kind of community, I think you need to be a little bit more wary. So, but, but I do agree, Kyrie. I do agree that people feeling that way is a lot of internalized transphobia, because if you saw that person truly as a man or a woman, then you wouldn't feel betrayed by that kiss. The people who who don't feel that way are usually the ones who feel betrayed. We're having a whole conversation in the live chat. I don't, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I have to think about it. Cause again, my, my gut was like, why, why is it a big deal? I know all of us, all of us, who are grown adults have gone out and kissed someone and not known anything about them and never have seen them ever again. That right. happens and we've all done it, okay? Where you lock lips with a total stranger, never to see them again, never to have experience with them again. So that was my gut instinct. But then I'm like, is it different because um, they're transgender? It shouldn't be if we're all equal, right? So now I'm having this whole internal conversation with myself and I will have to get back to you. <laughs> and what I think, because I need to think about it. And we still have half the show to get through. So I appreciate that you're saying I'm going to take some time to think about it, as opposed to just having a gut reaction and going with it. That's what I think, you know, I would hope for everyone to do. Just take a moment, take a beat, think about it and feel about it before you just react. Because our first reaction is normally going to be something that's just societally, unless you grew up in a really queer friendly environment, it's going to be something that society imposed on you that may not necessarily be your heart. And that's why I'm like, I have to think about it because as I shared with you guys, I don't know enough about this. I know what my gut is gonna tell me and what my first, like you said, my first instinct is, but then I wanna sit back and I'm like reading some of the live chat stuff. Like Kyrie brought up some stuff that I was like, oh, well, I didn't even think about that, right? And so, and then uh, Karen and Dash are like, so I'm taking in all your, your opinions on stuff that I haven't thought about. And I'm gonna come up with my own conclusion and I'll let you guys know once I figure it out. Um, all right, so moving on. Something that I thought was interesting as well. And I wanna get your take on it, April, because again, I don't, I don't think I know enough. So she saw his Instagram before he told her um, and then, so she's like, you know, I had a lot of questions and I guess after that, that's when they had their conversation, but she said something and I'm, I want to know maybe even you, uh, Kyrie in the live chat. Cause I, I feel like Kyrie's response will be important as well. Um, but Isabel then said, everything was perfectly a man, no problem because, uh, they had a connection and she said, that because she didn't see any feminine traits in his body, voice, or face, everything was perfectly a man that she had no problem. What were your thoughts on that? Because, okay, what were your thoughts on that? <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts on it only because I'm one of those people who doesn't believe that everything has to be ascribed male or female. Mm. Um, I have a deeper voice, right? 
Um, so do I have to be categorized male because I have a deeper voice? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I don't like those kind of things when people say that, but she's operating out of what she knows, right? Um, we can't expect people to grow up in the kind of societies that we grew up in and then suddenly understand that gender doesn't have to be ex- assigned to every single thing that we do, every hairstyle, every cosmetic, it doesn't have to be assigned to every single thing. Um, so I was a little bit, uh, when she said that, because, you know, whether or not you have a short haircut or how deep your voice is, or whether or not you're fully transitioned does not define whether or not you are a man or a woman for me. I know that's different for other people. So I'm a little bit wary of when Gabe describes himself as a whole man because he's transitioned. And I'm a little bit wary of when she says that everything about him was a man um, because he could have uh, he could have a higher range voice and still be a man. You know? I mean, so I was like, for someone who, again, doesn't know a lot about all of this, I thought that, I don't know, how how can I explain it? I felt like they could do better because I feel like TLC has a real opportunity to have some teaching moments. And I feel like the fact that they continue to talk about, so they introduce us to uh, the transgender community, but then they they say, oh, but I'm a real man or I'm a real man or didn't have the feminine traits or didn't have the male traits or, you know, um, was perfectly a man. I feel like, so you're introducing us, but you're introducing us with caveats. So mm-hmm. for me, who doesn't know enough about the transgender community, are you saying that there's a like a specific way to be transgender? Like you have to then, like if if you're transitioning, you have to transition and be the perfect man or transition and be the perfect woman because for my mind I don't understand what that means because and again I don't know if this is a proper um comparison but in this is what I'm thinking in my mind so what is a perfect man because even in the cis community there's no perfect man and there's no perfect fem- female so like I don't I, yeah it's so it's weird to me. And that's not even what trans means. People tend to think that trans means moving from one to the other. But trans really just means transcending whatever you were assigned at birth. So the way that you express that, if you follow a lock on Instagram, the way that you might express your gender may still have elements of what we describe as feminine and masculine all mashed up together. And that is still, that is the quintessential transgender identity. Can you say that first part again? Cause I don't think I knew that. So transgender doesn't mean transitioning? It doesn't, it doesn't mean, no, no, it does not mean transitioning. It means transcending. Oh, transcending. Transcending whatever you were assigned at birth. Oh, I actually have never heard that. Yeah, so the idea that people will go, and somebody else could speak on this much better than me, um, but the basic idea that you are just moving from one gender to the other is not what transgender is, it's transcending what you were assigned at birth. And the way that you're gonna express that doesn't have to be in the same way that a, a cis person would express masculinity or femininity. Got it, got it. So when they are introducing these concepts to us, 
Um, they're not doing it in the way that I would, but do I expect TLC to teach about this perfectly? Absolutely not. And it kind of reminds me of how, uh, remember people would complain all the time about the things that Kalani would say about Samoa and Samoan people. Mm-hmm. And she actually came on Instagram and was like, look, look, I don't have to be the representative of all Samoan people. That's not my job. My job is just to like show my life on this TV show. So am I supposed to expect Gabe to take on this um, this job of teaching what I would consider like is the best way to introduce people being transgender? Maybe that's unfair of me. Um, do you want to take this Begetch question? I because I I wouldn't know anything about it. So the, we'll leave it alone. Is, that, is this the sports question? Mm-hmm. No, I think I'm going to move on for now. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So that was one of the things that I, you know, thought about. And I get that. I get what you guys are saying. I get that you're like, okay, well, you know, this Gabriel's not representing every transgender person. However, in my opinion, when you're introducing someone on an international platform, especially for, for, um, areas where it can just be teachable moments. I think you could take a teachable moment and then it's up to the individual viewer like myself to dig deeper if I want to learn more and educate myself and, you know, having you on, um, having Kyrie in the live chat, all of these things are helping me to learn and grow as a person. And again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with learning and growing as people uh, because the more we know, the better we treat each other. So that being said, they had a connection, no problem. Um, one of the things she does discuss with her daughter, Sarah, is that Miguel doesn't know. And Miguel's her son, who's 11. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, you know, what's the appropriate age to tell um, your child so that they, you know that they can handle it? And mm-hmm. what would you have said? I would say that children do a lot better with these kind of things than adults do. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we changed pronouns for Taylor, it was the kids in my family who adapted the fastest. It is the kids in my family who would correct adults. And they would correct adults out of just thinking that they accidentally misspoke. They weren't correcting them to be political, politically correct or anything yeah. like that. They would just be like, no, 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 no. That's Taylor. He, yeah. you know, you're like, you messed up. Yeah. And so I think that kids actually have the ability to be like completely understanding of these kind of things. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think they need to hide it from Miguel, but maybe they want to because they want to see, they want to make sure that this relationship actually works first. Yeah, agreed. And I, I agree with you. I think that that children are not only the most honest, but open-minded, right? Because they have not been filtered with all of the stereotypes that you get bombarded with as you get older. So I agree with that 100%. So I want to read some of these things Kyrie's saying. Okay. Pineapple Express. Sorry, I'm not asking you to put them on the screen. I'm oh, just okay. There's so much. This is true. People have different amounts of testosterone and estrogen in their bodies, but that doesn't directly correlate with performance enhancement. Um, and she also says uh, everyone's not strictly male or female. There are intersex people and lots more than people realize, especially because people will just get assigned a sex at birth and later learn they are intersex. 
There's actually a really good uh, account on YouTube of a person who was born intersex and the parents chose one gender for them at birth. And then oh, I, I you, saw that. Yeah. It, it, and we follow along their journey of trying to undo that surgery. It's, it's a very good account. Yeah. I actually saw that. I think it was on like a news show as well. Yeah. She, they, they've done a lot of interviews. Um, the next thing that we needed to know or talk about as well is that, so now the big thing is Gabriel wants to tell Isabel's parents, right? Mm -hmm. So Sarah's grandparents, but we're finding out from the jump that, uh, Isabel says that her dad is very conservative, closed minded and old fashioned. So we already know that that's where the contention is going to be once Gabriel, um, tells them as well as ask for Isabel's hand in marriage. Uh -huh. So now do they already know that Isabel is living in an apartment that he's paying for? I mean, yeah, because she moved out of their house directly into his apartment. So, you know, he's <laughs> providing. This will be interesting. It sure will be. <laughs> this will be interesting. Uh <clears throat> So she is, is at the end of the day, she's concerned because she loves Gabe, doesn't want to have to choose between her family and Gabe. She wants everything to work out. Uh, next up is Jen, 46, the Oklahoma, who is just making poor choices as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and her friends are, are just as problematic as her, in my opinion. Okay, so she's meeting her friends, Donna and Tara. Oh, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I jumped apart. I forgot this part because her brother, Charles, you guys, I was so disappointed. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for Charles to speak up. And he only said one sentence because, you know, he sounds exactly like Tim. Yes, he does. He sounds exactly yes, he like does. Tim. It's wild to me. Like, I, I, I just sit there and I like, I'll rewind it a little bit and I've heard it, but I just want to hear it again. <laughs> and he only gave him one line. I was so upset. So anyways, she's at dinner with her mom, Donna, her brother, Charles, who only had one sentence that I was pissed off about. And then Tara, her sister-in-law. Last dinner before she moves to, to India, uh, Jen starts crying and then Tara starts crying. Everyone's crying. And I was like, why are we crying again? Just don't go. If you already know you're making a poor decision, are you crying because you know you're making a poor decision? Or are you crying because you're you're missing these people? Because you can just not go. <laughs> Edie They're crying because they're all gonna miss each other, whatever, whatever. Uh the mom says, you know, I know that she's always wanted to be loved, and you know, she's traveled the world, and that's her biggest thing that she wants to be loved. Well. And I get that. I want to be loved too, but guess what? You need to love yourself first and foremost before you settle for any nonsense. So then I thought this was interesting. Rishi, she says, cannot live in the U.S. because he's the main support for his brother, cousin, and mom. And I found it to be interesting, April, that he's having the same issues as Jenny and Samit. Yeah. It's like the same storyline, but just a different couple almost. So the same storyline in that he can't come to the U.S. 
Well, Rishi has a job. Samit has not ever worked. I don't care what you guys say. I know he has his cooking business or whatever. I just and he was like a phone rep before, but there's a lot of time where like he just was not working. So that's the difference. But then he, the parents don't know about her. Same, right? Mm-hmm. And the parents want to do an arranged marriage. Same. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know that they're engaged. Same. Mm-hmm. Um. And so was introduced as a friend, same. Mm-hmm. So her family, Jen's family, thinks that this is outrageous. Like, how are you going to go and move? And his family knows nothing about you. Why are you settling? Well, she's settling because she doesn't love herself. Thoughts on that, April? I think that she likes the aesthetic of them standing together and being able to say, look who I'm with. Look who who cares about me. Look who loves me. It's very similar to like I'm 42. I've started to have some friends who are just settling down with guys just to say that they have one, and it's not a good relationship. They, yeah. just, you know, just socially conditioned to think that having a man, no matter how he's treating you, is better than being single. I think that's all that's happening here, especially one who's like young and hot and makes you feel validated that you can wave in front of your friends or post photos of on IG. Sorry, I have a little personal vendetta about this. <laughs> it's because like, I hate when people hurl the comments at me, like, you just feel that way because you're single or you're, and I'm like, no, it's it's not. It's, it's a trap, you guys. It is a trap to think that you need to accept the poor treatment from a man just to have one. I promise you can find happiness by yourself, promise. Yep. Listen, I always say at this point, I'm too old to settle. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm too old to settle. If I didn't settle at 18 where I didn't know anything, then, you know, 20 years later, I'm not going to settle and be like, oh, I need a man now. Like, no, no, no. I'm not even interested in love anymore. I'm just, my second marriage is going to be for money. Oh, whoa. Tell us how you really feel. I'm still trying to make it down the aisle one time, April, okay? Yeah, well, good luck to you. (laughs) Good luck to you. Because I know that you're not just going to just take anything. I can't Um, at this point. Like, I I can't. But I will say that some guys do seem like they're evolving a lot more. So there's there's some hope. I hope Not for me, but for you. I, I mean, I hope so. I, I mean, I truly am still like a hopeless romantic and I believe all the things and all the things. But I also know too that life has to go on and I have to be happy for where I am and who I am. So I, what I'm not about to do is you're not about to act all crazy, even though I have made some poor choices lately. <laughs> but I I willingly made those poor choices. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exact two snaps for Lisa. <laughs> okay, so uh so that was Jen. They bounced back to uh Nicole, who again, you guys, Nicole's the blonde that we we got introduced to. She's she's at the Pasadena swap meet for those of you guys that are familiar with the Los Angeles area. Um, 
and her friends are freaking out. They're like, we thought that you were separating from this dude. Like, what what are you doing? Why are you going back? You weren't even happy there. You didn't even like him. You guys didn't even get along. So, like, why are you now saying you're in love with him and you're moving back to Egypt? And she says that um, it was that bad that she canceled his visa application. She blocked him. Mm -hmm. Um Yet she loved him and missed him so much that she's decided that she's going to go back. Which, again, you guys, is, listen, if he's, either him or her, if you guys haven't worked on yourself and have changed the behavior that was the problem, the source and the root of the problem, then guess what? You're just going to perpetuate that same problem. So you're going to go there and have those same issues and you're going to hate it there because you didn't take any steps to learn the language. It's clear where he stands about what you can wear and what you cannot wear. And if you're okay with him uh, having to dictate what you can and cannot wear because it's part of his culture or and or religion, then I don't understand. Because don't forget, you're coming from Los Feliz, living in Los Feliz, all the way to Egypt. You live in the most liberal city, I would say, kind of. They try to be liberal when mm-hmm. to Egypt and mm-hmm. you've made no changes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be problematic. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, because they're going the other way, like they're obviously not after any kind of like residency or anything like that. So what is, what is the point of being attracted to someone who is outside of your culture? Like how did, how did he look at her and say, I want to talk to her. I'm attracted to her when you're actually disgusted by how she dresses? That's a really good question. That's a really good question because she did point that out. He pointed out this girl in a mini skirt, you're never gonna dress like this. This girl in the long skirt and the long sleeves and the head wrap, that's beautiful. And that, and that's what he sees as beautiful. That's what yeah, you wanna yeah. dress like. So I don't know. I don't know. That's. But again, my question was y'all were in the fabric department the fabric store when you met what was he doing there was he buying more fabric to wrap his <laughs> up in? like you, you need to have those conversations now i'm just playing you guys don't come for me i know that was probably inappropriate but whatever okay so now we're back to danielle and johan danielle i said at the top of the show i i you know i adore you i i've spoken with you off the show and I just don't understand what's happening here. I don't know if you like fell and bumped your head in New York City when you're crossing the street. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Something happened because the sweet Danielle and the Danielle that I'm seeing in the second episode are two different people. And I, my friend, have been trying to stick up for you against all the online bullies because I'm like, no, she's very sweet. No, she's very sweet. And then you come and do all this, Danielle, you, you crush a man's dreams and hopes and aspirations, but we'll talk about that shortly. So, uh, it's the next day. She has this whole 10 step skincare routine that she does that involves ice and this like thing that Johan calls a spatula, the roller rose oil. And then she says the weirdest thing, because the way I grew up, you guys, I grew up with African, straight African family, and there are a lot of rules. And one of the rules is there is no way in hell that you're going to be super gross and bring food into the bathroom. That's just a hell to the gnaw. Nope, nope, and nope. And you don't even, you don't even walk by the bathroom and put like a, 
like a food particle in the bathroom. Food just does not belong in the bathroom. That's that's how I grew up. Okay. So when she said that she wants a fridge in the bathroom for her all her facial products, I was like, oh no, sweetheart. Like I as a guest in your home, I would find that weird. I would be like, why is there a fridge in the bathroom? I should swivel my um laptop over so you can see my fridge in the bathroom. You have a fridge in the bathroom? I need to see it. What's in your fridge in the bathroom? It is a tiny little refrigerator that I just keep my eye cream, my hyaluronic acid, my um, vitamin C and vitamin E oil. And then I also have one of my bottles of Goli in there. (laughs) (laughs) It feels so good when you put it on and it's like, right out of the refrigerator. I don't know if it works any better, but it feels really good. (laughs) Is it, is it for convenience? Because you have a fridge in your kitchen, I'm assuming. Yeah, it is. I mean, I could put it downstairs, but I'm super, I'm not super lazy, but I'm, I'm lazy enough that I just want it like right in the bathroom with me. I'm dying. I'm dying. You're undone. You're undone. I want to call my mother right now, but I think it's like it's 4 a.m. there, so I can't. I I don't know what to say. Uh, you know what, you guys? I'll tell you this. When it comes to like growth and 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 expanding my knowledge and like learning new things, I'm about that. But. There are <laughs> lines I will not cross, and this is one of them. I I I cannot understand this. Just like how I I have a thing about shoes inside, as well as these plastic and paper plates. There's some places. There's some things that I'm sorry, you guys. I'm just not going to grow on, and I don't think I can grow on this this thing because I don't I don't understand. I don't I don't understand it. I don't and understand believe, it. Believe it or not, I felt fancy when I got my skincare fridge. I felt like so fancy because now I don't have to put my skincare stuff with like my hot dogs and my meat. Is it called a skincare fridge? Um, I don't think they really call it that, but it is a, it's a tiny fridge. It's not like a, t- a fridge you could put like sodas in or anything. It's small. It's tiny. It's like a dorm fridge, right? No, even smaller than that. It's like, I'll literally, I'll literally send you a picture of it, but mine is probably like this size. Oh, maybe a little bit higher because I have a goalie in there. Yeah. And then like, I feel so fancy when I, when I pull it out and get ready to do my nighttime face routine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I am, you guys, you know what? I am totally thrown off. I did not know that April, I went off and then April's like, oh, well, I, 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 wish I could just show you mine. I, I, I'm a little bit blown away. I am. I am a little bit blown away. I just, I, I don't know what else to say. I will say that my my mom hates it. So there you have that. Like she thinks it's really weird that I would do that. I, I mean, I just don't understand why it just can't go in a proper fridge and you just go to your fridge and take it out of your fridge and bring it to the bathroom. I could do that, but instead I just... It's more convenient. Like I understand. Yeah, just I understand. Yeah. I just don't understand. Um, 
she's so thrown off. We're not going to be able to finish the show today. We are going to finish because I'm going to myself to move on. Uh, and so we're going to move on to Johan's butcher shop. So he opened a butcher shop while she was back in New York City. Um, and she was been an asshole towards him and not supportive at all. And it broke my little heart. So she's like, you know, my love, all the meat outside, it needs to be cold. And there are flies everywhere. Um, and she literally says, what the fuck is this? To her new husband, who's so proud to walk over and say, hey, even in this third world country, I was able to put my monies together and open up a business that is our business that we can maybe perhaps like offset some of the costs um, of living here, make ourselves a better life. All the things that she could have say, said, but didn't. Instead, she's like, oh, what the fuck is this? And you're terrible. She came out, like I said, guns a blazing, where I, again, was like, this next line should be the line for every single American that comes on the 90 Day Fiance show. He says, Johan says, every butcher shop has flies uh, because of the meat. And she says, Danielle says, in my country, they're not outside unrefrigerated. In my country. And he cuts her off and says, listen here, we are not in your country. Yep. Period. That As part. he should. As he should. As he should. How are you over here poo-pooing and... Also, you know what that made me mad, April, is the fact that he, she was like dictating what he shouldn't and shouldn't do. Show me your books. How much mm -hmm, you pay for this? Mm -hmm. How much you pay for that? Listen, you guys, what you're not about to do is talk to me like I'm not a grown ass man. I'm a grown ass man who made grown ass decisions while you were away. Clear my doors mm -hmm. are still open while you haven't even been here for six months. And guess what? While she was bitching, he had a customer come in and purchase. Did y'all yep. notice that? Yeah. Like, she's out here, all hoity doity, going, walking back with an attitude in her computer because she thinks that he can't do simple math. And she's like, you know, your meat here uh, is, has bacteria. And he's like, no, that's just the way the meat is sold here. Again, we're not in your country. Um, and then she's like, you know, I don't even know who I'm married now because he doesn't even know how to manage a business. Um, and she's like, do rich people buy their meat this way? Like she was just being very, ignorant. that part, she was being really ignorant that I was like, are you rich, Danielle? When she said, do rich people buy their meat that way? Me and my skincare fridge cringed so hard. <laughs> Did you say your skincare fridge? Which I just sent you a picture of, by the way, actually. You know what? You absolutely just brought me back there. I was trying to move on, April. <laughs> but if we're gonna if we're gonna go there, then we're gonna go there because I will tell you. Oh, it's a full-on fridge, y'all. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, I feel so fancy when I pull it out. But I don't have to buy my meat fancy. I would I would buy Johan's meat. Wait, let me. <laughs> I bet you would buy Johan's meat, April. 
I'm gonna let that ride. I'm gonna let that ride. <laughs> that right. Oh my god! I, you guys, you know what? I've lost control of myself right now. <laughs> April just sent me a picture, you guys, of her. It's a fridge, like a full-on fridge. <laughs> and now I'm stuck again. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Danielle. <laughs> She's like, do rich people buy our meat like this? And <clears throat> he ends up being super sad that she's not proud of him and questioning how his how he keeps his bookkeeping. And again, forgetting like, you're in a third world country. You already know that your man doesn't have a lot of money, but you expect him to have a computer. And he tells you that he doesn't have a computer. That's why he writes it all down. I'm going to tell you something. That guy that doesn't have a computer probably knows math better than you. Because guess what? He has to do all the math the old school way yep. and not have the spreadsheet where you just throw in the numbers. So you bet to believe that he's on it. And not only is on it, he had to work so hard to the money that he got to open the shop that he's going to make sure that he tries to make it profitable because this is his life savings. Yes. So I would think that as a partner who's supposed to be your life partner, who's supposed to be your ride or die, that you could have just played this whole situation. So he's, he's upset that, She's like poo-pooing on him and not, not proud of him. And his feelings are hurt because he's like, you know, I thought that it was supposed to be your partner motivates you and loves on you and supports you. And here comes Danielle just like bulldozing his whole entire business. And he's like, so what, should I close the butcher shop? Like what, if you're going to talk shit and say how terrible it is, he gives her a first um, out. He's like, well, what would you recommend, right? So you can turn this around, right? Your shitty attitude, you can turn around. What do you recommend? Oh, you don't have any recommendations? Mm -hmm. So now you're just not going to be supportive. And then you're going to storm out and be like, I'm done with this conversation. I just thought that whole thing was terrible. What were your thoughts, April? It was incredibly unfortunate because I do think Jan Danielle seems like a really nice person. And this couldn't be an editing issue. Like she had to have just done all those things and said all those things. And I felt so bad when Johan was explaining that he was sad that she wasn't supportive. He was excited to show her the butcher shop. I think she could have just, she was clearly not prepared for what it is like to buy meat outside of the United States, outside of a grocery store, I'll say. Like not even outside the US, but just outside of a grocery store because there are markets you can go to and you can, you know, have your meat laying out like that. Not like that, exactly like that, but laying out. But that's not, I didn't see anything. Oh, did you see the meat laying out? The meat laying out. But there wasn't anything particularly unusual for me seeing that. That's when I lived in Mexico, you see meat sold that way, you know? So people sell meat on every single street corner. Very common like that. <laughs> I'm just making it worse. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Oh, the live chat is popping. I didn't know that uh, Jamie was in the live chat earlier. What up, Jamie? I know I'm being a little hard on you, but I, I have questions. I'm just saying. I have questions. All right. So just went in with like one suggestion. That's it. Like just whenever I think of like somebody thinks they're doing a good job or something, limit yourself to one suggestion so you don't take it away from them. That's a good, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the, the bathroom fridge. I'm actually going to do a poll. I'm going to do a poll in the community tab. And if I have April's permission, I will post the picture yeah. of the friggin' bathroom fridge. So <clears throat> before you guys judge me. <laughs> First, Aubrey, thanks for this super sticker. <laughs> and thank you for making me laugh at April once again. <laughs> I bet you buy oh, your hands meat. Oh my God, so funny. Okay. I have one convert. Rebecca's ready to get her fridge. I um, saw that. Rebecca, you'll have to come back to the um, poll I'm going to do shortly because this is, this is, I just, I don't even know what to, I wanted to say outrageous, but I can't believe that I'm in the minority. Apparently y'all fancy pants are putting bathrooms or fridges in your bathroom. I just don't get it. <laughs> well, before you say yes or no on the poll or whatever the questions are, just take whatever one of your skincare products, put it in the refrigerator and just enjoy how good it feels to put it on your face without having to like actually go to the refrigerator, like just having it handy right there when you get out of the shower. So nice. so nice. I feel like that might be rich people problem because I have a mask that needs to be refrigerated and it's in my fridge right now that's in my kitchen. And when I do the mask, I go to my fridge, I take the, the product out of the fridge, I walk to the bathroom, go to the mirror, put the mask on, wash my hands, put the cap back on, and then I walk back over to my fridge and put it back in the fridge. That is an option in life. Yes, that's an option. <laughs> Linda's going to go buy a fridge tonight. <laughs> no, I am not. Beget, no, I am not. All right, all right, right. Okay, so, oh my God, we still have like, okay. So, Jen. So Jen is meeting with her friend, uh, Randy and Myra, mm -hmm. and it's the last hoorah with her friends who allegedly don't live in the same city as her, but I don't believe it one bit, but who am I to say? Mm -hmm. Y'all friends flew in for lunch. Your friends flew into Oklahoma for lunch. For lunch. Yeah. That seemed a little bit. Suspect. Yeah. Suspect. We find out that the cheapo ring that Rishi bought her for her proposal. She lost it, but she didn't think it was a big deal because it was just a band. I was like, if that is not a sign, I don't know what is. You friggin' lost your engagement ring. That is a sign that you should not be doing all of this business. And then we find out through her friends that this is not the first time that she's rushed to get married. 
she's been married uh, at least one time before where she was divorced after two years. And it's the same reason because she saw this hot guy, decided to marry him quickly, and then it didn't last. So if you have not learned, what's the saying? You guys know I'm terrible sayings, but you know, like if you don't learn from your mistakes or whatever, you're doomed to replace. If you always do what you always done, you're always going to get what you always gotten. That part. So yes. if you're going to continue to repeat the same poor mistakes and behaviors, guess what? You're going to have the same outcome. Doesn't matter who you insert here. Insert hot man here. If you don't know him, if he won't tell his family about you, if you guys have not talked about sex and money and religion and babies, if he is halfway across the world, all of these things that you haven't talked about, guess what? I don't care how quickly you get married. It's not going to work. No. So <clears throat> her friends think that she wants too much too fast and wants love so bad that her, quote, picker is off. Her relationships, they say, if you look up the word insanity in the dictionary, her picture would be beside it regarding men specifically. She has had a tendency to move for men a lot. So she moved from Texas to DC. She moved Florida to Texas. And now she's moving from Oklahoma to India. Um, oh, political troll. We talked about Chris already. You have to have to watch the replay. Watch the replay. Pawn the replay. Okay. <laughs> um, so what they've decided to do is they're going to catfish, which I don't technically think that that's what catfishing is. Catfishing is like when you're a whole different person and mm -hmm. you say you're a whole different person. Just you DMing someone doesn't make it a catfish. But then no. I was like, y'all are old, so you probably don't know what the lingo is. No, we don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a cat. Also, like, does she unfriend her friend before she sends the message? Because that's otherwise, don't know. That's what you're supposed to do, which is why it didn't work out properly. So if you remember Alina and Steven, yes. Alina did it the proper way. Alina's yes. like, okay, her best friend is going to unfriend her all over social media before she reached out to Steven. And that's how they actually really caught Steven, because Steven's like, yeah, what up? What's yeah. good? Versus... Um, what did this fool say? He's like, didn't Steven also send like some dick pics? Oh, he did. He did more than send dick pics. Yeah. He did more than say he had a whole sexual online relationship with multiple women. I actually had the inside scoop. One of the, Ooh. anyways, that, Ooh. yes, I reported on that. Cause that was wild. I had, April had the pictures and the receipts to prove it. That's how bad that got. I would not buy Steven's meat. Um, so, okay, so wait, yeah, yeah, we're on that part. So here's the thing that I thought was interesting. So they do, y'all have thrown me off my game, my, my notes. I'm like, did I cover that? Did I cover that? Did I cover that? Um, yeah, here we are. So they think that this whole relationship is a big red flag, right? So they're like, listen, he doesn't know anything about you and clearly doesn't want to know anything about you. And they call it a green card ticket. And I was like, well, I don't know if it's necessarily a green card ticket because she's going there. So it has nothing yeah. to do with a green card, right, April? Right, exactly. So I was like, your friend's 
clearly don't know what they're talking about. First, you're talking about catfishing, and now you're talking about green cards. Like, you know the key phrases, but it's clear you don't know where to put the key where phrases or what they mean. I would say sugar mama more than green card. That part, exactly. Um, <clears throat> then they're like, they've already deep dived into his social media. They say that his social media doesn't even show that he's with her. Uh, he already has like 11,000 followers, all this stuff. And so Randy's going to DM him and figure out like if he's for real. And I'm going to jump to that part because I just want to continue talking about it. So she video calls uh, Jen and it's like, oh, do you know what happened? And she's all like incense. And I was like, okay, wait. She DMs and says, hi. He's like, do we know each other? <laughs> and then she's like, oh no, I just love your pictures. And then he's like, okay, but where are you from? And then she's like, I'm in London right now. And then he didn't respond. And then she says that's shady as fuck and that there's red flags. And I was like, wait, what? That's what I would do. If you message me, I'd be like, who are you? How mm -hmm. do I know you? And where are you messaging me from? That's like regular people conversations. Yeah. I thought that was very regular. Yeah. She didn't take it. I mean, if, if her plan was to try and catfish him, <laughs> she didn't take it far enough at all. And like, you gotta, you've got to have a burner account to start with and then be messaging from your burner. And you need to get them to say something that's actually incriminating. He said nothing that was incriminating, which is why it was easy for old girl to dismiss it. Yeah, because I was like, mm, you ain't done nothing. You're, you're wasting my video call time on this? This? That's what you came up with? He could have been asking, "Where is this the one who's the personal trainer, right? Yeah. He could have been asking, where are you? Because the next message was going to be, well, here are my prices and packages if you want to book a personal training session. All that part. All of that. So I just thought that, that she just, she absolutely got no information. She thought she came with the receipts. And I was like, there was nothing wrong with that conversation at no. all, period. Um, so a little bit more about Nicole and Mahoud. They're on a video call as well. They're fighting each other. He's blaming her for all the fights. And she's like, wait, what? You're always talking about, I can't talk to, we're always fighting about men. We're fighting about friends. We're fighting about drinking and we're fighting about clothes. And I'm like, if y'all can't get on the same page, why, why are we wasting time? Yeah, why is she going back? He does not look like he's offering any kind of compromise at all. So why? And it doesn't look like she wants to compromise either. And then April, when she started crying, I was like, why is she crying? Because you know it's what, guys? I, I'm a qu I'm quick to cry too, but I cry over real stuff. Why are you crying? Because you cannot go. You could yeah. still say, I'm not going. If she you don't like what you're hearing via video chat, then why are you leaving your life? I don't see any compelling reason why she feels like she must go and resume this marriage. I just don't get it either. And then you're crying about it. How I can't feel sympathy for you when you clearly still have a choice. Like, what do, why are you making this choice? No, like April just said, there's no one compelling you to make this move. So just don't make it. Mm -hmm. If you're worried that you want to drink and have male friends and, and wear what you want to wear, then maybe this is not what you want to do. Maybe yeah. you don't want to move to Egypt and be married to someone who's going to say, hey, listen, part of my culture and religion is that you can't do all these things. 
And he's already shown that to you. It's not a surprise. Everyone is really pushing this refrigeration. <laughs> y'all are, y'all. <laughs> you better stop it. You better stop it. You know how I can flash in a heartbeat. You better stop it. <laughs> I fully support April with the bathroom fridge. It's yes, not like there's God. leftover lasagna and beer in there with her essential oils. Plus, I'm jealous that her bathroom is big enough for that. Actually, I have a small bathroom up here. It's a pretty small bathroom. So I have to put the fridge on a little tray beside the sink, like a little makeshift tray. So that part. Dear Monica and Joslo and everyone else, I am not addressing the bathroom fridge for the rest, <laughs> of, this, for the rest of this live because you guys keep throwing us off and we're already an hour 44 minutes in. <laughs> April's on a different coast. So can we pull it together? I appreciate uh, the support. Thank you, refrigerator soldiers. Okay, so <clears throat> we're back to uh, Jemmy. Jamie, why did I say Jemmy? Jamie uh, and her friends, Alex and Leo. So Chris is about to come over. She wants to get all hoity-doity and look beautiful for, you know, first impressions. Totally get that. We find out that Jamie used to be a model and she used to be in pageants and then she was a coach for pageants. And <clears throat> she's explaining her situation to her friends, Alex and Leo, which I thought was interesting because didn't she say last episode that she didn't have any friends in Colombia, that all her friends were uh, back home and is she from Venezuela? Venezuela. Yeah, Venezuela. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, if you say it, she said it. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember because they they did a, a FaceTime chat. Anyways, clearly you have some friends there. And your friends are wise, Jamie, because your friends are like, well, how do you know that she's the one through the telephone? Which is what I tell you all, all the time. Your mm -hmm. online relationship, how do you know when you've never met them? What's the rush? That's what the friend said. What's the rush? And getting married why don't you take your time maybe you should have put a pause on the marriage which is what i would tell you guys as well mm -hmm. the friends are worried about oh guess what sex the sexual chemistry yeah y'all have it listen i'm gonna tell you this right now we're all grown-ups here y'all better do the do because if you don't do the do you're with that person allegedly for the rest of your life and if there is no chemistry there if you guys don't like to do the same things the same amount of times you're whoever told you sex is not important in a relationship is a damn lie. Okay. It's extremely important. It's extremely important. It's very curious too, because they haven't even had just one touch. Like you can find out you don't like the way the person kissed and it changes everything. It changes everything. Going, so. It changes everything. I would yeah, really so, like to so know. Was the guppy kiss that I was like, oh, that was on MILFs. That's not, that's on uh, MILF Manor, which is a whole other hot mess. <clears throat> like, I can't watch that show. Oh my God. I'm a, a, obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> April, I'm obsessed because it's like outrageous. Okay. So <clears throat> here's the other thing. So, the friends are talking about, you know, worrying about the sexual chemistry, about the narcolepsy. And then even Jamie talks about how she disappears 
a lot. So Chris has disappeared a lot, right? She's gone for two days and for four days and for 20 days. And that's where, again, all the online people are talking about the drug behavior and whether that's drug behavior or not, because I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about narcolepsy to speak on it, but I think that if you have narcolepsy, you're falling asleep, you're not disappearing. Exactly. And, and, but people that have substance abuse issues, they do disappear because they go on binges. So Mm -hmm. you guys are going to believe what you want to believe, but that's what the online streets are talking about. Um, And then Jamie admits that during that time that Chris went missing, she met someone else and her friends who have wisdom were like, to me, the infidelity starts when you send that first message. And I want to know what you guys think, because I agree with that. As soon as you decide that you're going to go outside of your relationship, that is cheating. Whether you're having an emotional affair, a physical affair, or both. When you've decided that you were looking elsewhere for love outside of your relationship, that's infidelity. What do you think, April? I think so too, but I also was very confused about exactly what happened here. So Chris went missing. (laughs) Jamie's in the live chat talking crazy. Oh, Jamie, you know what? You know what I'm saying is true. (laughs) Let's listen to Alex and Leo. They have wisdom, Jamie. They have wisdom. Go ahead, April. What were you going to say? Yeah, so so she went missing. And like on day one, two, three, four, five, what, uh, what day of her being missing did she start messaging the other woman? Jamie starts messaging another woman. So on episode one, it looked like Jamie's grandma died. And then Chris went missing for those 20 days before Jamie's birthday. And then popped back up on Jamie's birthday. Okay. So I guess if it was during that time when she was just AWOL, is that cheating? I I mean. Or it didn't happen during that time. It happened during that time. Yeah. So I, I mean, if my partner goes missing and I, I can't, I can't resume the relationship by myself. But then I mean, uh, I would be a little bit more worried about them. I'd be concerned like something happened to them. Uh, we love you too, Jamie. We might be hard on you, but we love you too. Although you are presenting as a little bit problematic. But we'll see. We'll see. We're going to let this season play out. Here's the thing, okay? If you're in a relationship with someone and you haven't ended it, then it's infidelity. Whether your partner has gone missing or not gone missing or all the things, in my opinion, if you haven't said, hey, if you're ghosting me, then it's over and then you can move on. If you haven't had that conversation, because all it could be is a text. I don't know where you are. You haven't called me in 20 days. I guess it's over. Boom. At least you have that thread. But if you just are like, oh, I want to meet someone else and then allow that person to come back, how is that not fidelity? Vanessa, I don't think that was cheating. That was a break for sure. I agree, Vanessa. I'm on Vanessa's side. Nobody's on my side today. Everyone's on your side, April. (laughs) Time for you to get a fridge. That's fine. (laughs) I see how y'all roll. Y'all are those, have you some bathroom refrigerator, leave your shoes on in the house as you eat off of your 
plastic and paper plates fools. I got you. I see how y'all roll. <laughs> uh, so anyways, um, <clears throat> then, and this is my note because I couldn't understand either. So Alex and Leah are like, listen, marriage is forever. Like maybe you need to take a beat and meet this person in real life because your online relationship is just an online relationship. You might not like and be able, and you even said out of your own mouth, Jamie, that you may not be able to handle the narcolepsy. And yes, you haven't had the conversation about sex. You all even haven't had sex. You guys even held, held hands. Haven't touched. Haven't somebody's touch. So what's the rush? What is the rush? And this woman picked up and, and moved her whole, listen, listen, y'all, listen. No. But then Jamie starts crying. And I was like, well, why is she crying? Why is she crying? I don't know. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. You don't have to. On the other hand, I want to see some of Jamie's uh, text messages and video messages because like what kind of game do you have to make somebody just move their whole life to you sight unseen that part that <laughs> part is Jamie, you better speak up we inquiring minds want to know i want to know how to make someone part with their life that way by just words alone <laughs> listen <laughs> jamie had this woman rent out of her house, leave her grown-ass kids, send her money during COVID, right? Because she couldn't work. Mm -hmm. Had this woman all, like, up on it. And they haven't even met in real life yet. So, like April said, what game is that? Because, you know, I can I can barely get a proper date. country oh that okay poppy man says as it h user, do i just say h or i don't know whatever okay as a heroin user in recovery myself i don't believe chris is on h one big reason is if she was on h she would not be moving away from her source let alone move to a whole new country. So I would say, Poppy, that you know how sometimes your sources can just disappear in a flash. I've had a thousand different jobs in, in former lives. I used to work at a methadone clinic, which can you imagine? Like I've done everything. I worked at a jail, everything. And when I worked at the methadone clinic, we would always see, based on who got arrested that weekend, an influx of people coming into the clinic to try and get dosed on methadone because your supplier can be gone in a flash, especially I was in Florida during the time when the network of doctors who were prescribing pills to people like over prescribing got arrested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then like an influx of like 200 new patients come in. So if her supplier is unreliable, yeah, she, she wouldn't have any problem leaving. Well, there you go. What is this? Sly Cat says, Linda, you're looking at it as a black or white, all or nothing cognitive distortion. What, what? I'm looking at what, like what? Let me see, was there some other comment above that we missed that we're referring to? Let me see, I don't know. I don't know, you have to, I don't know what that means. Someone, Gio's here. What up, Gio? 
Hey, Gio. What? I found some H prime I got. It's Columbia. She'll find a cheaper source. Um, so last, well, we already covered Danielle, so I don't think I'm going to talk more about Danielle. I'm just going to say, hey, Danielle, you need to do better. Okay. You need to do better. I feel like you need to be more supportive of your husband uh, because you wanting to have input on all his financials. You want to do a spreadsheet. You want to poo poo on his dreams. I just felt like that was kind of terrible. And then when she said, how is this a business? I was like, um, that's really rude and mean and non-supportive. Aren't partners supposed to be supportive? Yeah. And he was right when he's saying, well, businesses don't automatically just start making money really quickly. Right. And she should know that because she runs her own yoga studio yeah. as well. You didn't just open your doors and automatically have students. Right. Right. That part, warrior mom, just completely tore his dreams down. And then he said, instead of supporting my business, you brought my spirits down and I don't understand. I was like, oh, poor Johan. He was so happy to, to walk her down there and show her. Yep. And she mm -hmm. was like, <laughs> She needs to go. Was that the night that she slept in the family's house? Maybe that's that what part. she was <laughs> A good night's sleep at a hotel. <laughs> that part, she was mean because it was too hot. There was too many people, and she wasn't up in her AC yet. Yes. That part, do her whole skincare routine the her way she wanted to. So next episode, her attitude is going to be completely different because they're going to be at the hotel. Seriously. So, hey, Raydella, hey, girl, hey. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time. April, we appreciate you. Thank you for all of your learning and wisdom and just all the things. You are definitely part of the family now. And clearly, because these fools of the live chat were all siding with you. <laughs> I see how y'all roll. Y'all are like, the new person's here. Let's, let's pop Linda to the side. You're talking okay. crazy. I'm just joking. Love yourself, Linda. Love yourself like we do. With oh, our... That's why I'm standing firm on the no refrigerator <laughs> in my bathroom. Like I said, I do love myself. And I know, that, like I said earlier, there are some lines I am not willing to cross. And that's one of them. That's one of them. You're going to roll up one day. Whoever said there's no lasagna in your bathroom, you're going to be so lazy one day that you're going to be like, you know what? I don't even want to walk to the kitchen. I just got done coming from the club. I want this pizza or this hot dog that I bought off the vendor on the street. I'm too drunk to finish it and I don't want to walk to the kitchen. Let me just put it in my bathroom refrigerator. You're talking about the bathroom fridge like it's a gateway drug. Like it's it is a gateway drug. Then y'all are going to be the type that are like, let me just go ahead and pour a glass of wine and take a shower. It has nothing to do with you having a bubble bath and the roses. You're just like, nah, I got the refrigerator in here now. Let me go ahead and just like crack that beer open. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying it is a gateway, a gateway to nonsense. 
you shoe keeping refrigerator bathroom user. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Hilarious. Hilarious. <sighs> you guys in the live chat. Linda, I met you seeing the situation as cheating when she was ghosted. It's not black or white. There's a lot of gray. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. I feel like, you know what, if you didn't have a conversation that y'all are over, then it is cheating. Because in their mind, whether they're missing or not, they think they're in a relationship with you. And in your mind, you still thought you were in a relationship. So you went outside of your relationship. And that's where I stand with that. You broke Linda. <laughs> <laughs> that part is true, Vanessa. That part is true. April took me to And when she sent the photo, you guys. The, the photo just, I, I mean, <laughs> the photo, y'all, is just something. It's like a whole, it's like a fridge. It, it's a beautiful, clean fridge. <laughs> but yeah. All right, you guys, thank you so much. We've had fun. Uh, we'll see you guys again shortly. Again, uh, if you missed the top of the show, this week's going to be a little hectic because of Super Bowl stuff. But I will pop out as many shows as possible. Where can they find you on social media, April? You can find me right here on YouTube, Holloway Legal, PLLC. If you like 90 Day Fiance, subscribe so you can get my little updates on visa-related issues with regards to the 90 Day Fiance show. Perfect. You guys, make sure you go follow uh, April. And for me, you guys, you can see that I also have Linda is So Girly on Instagram. Come through over there if you want to see any of my Hollywood stuff. Hit the thumbs up button for Linda. Yes, thank me, Getch. I always forget to say that. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you guys all very shortly. Bye for now. <laughs>